food. You eat it, I eat it. It's a basic necessity for life. Throughout history, there have been numerous different foods and just as many different ways to prepare those foods. Many good, some not as good, and others illegal. How did these foods become illegal and why? Let's talk about it and get so scared. two-parter on illegal foods this is part one uh this episode contains gross some gross things and animal abuse slight major animal abuse if you don't feel like hearing that stuff you can you can skip this episode thank you that was a lie this is actually part one of part four there's gonna be four parts to this uh part one of part four part one of four parts thank you Hello, everybody. I am the Nemean Cannon, and I'm joined by... Caitlin! As always, and we are the So Scared Podcast. Uh, hi. This episode today is kind of a cross-promotion thing for me, because, obviously, we're talking about illegal foods, and the reason I'm doing this is because recently, uh, Mythical Kitchen with Mischief came out with their... Well, not recently. It's been a while. I'm a little behind schedule. Uh, they came out with their illegal chip flavors. And I bought those. And I did a taste test of their three illegal chip flavors. And I did a video on my YouTube channel, The Nemean Cannon, which you can find the name of down in the description and a link to the video, the taste testing video down in the description. And so, yeah. Uh, eating those chips got me thinking about other illegal foods, so I researched a bunch of different ones, including those three flavors, and we're going to talk about them, and you can go see what I think of those tastes. Uh, but yeah. Well, what do you, what, I've, I've, we're going to start with Caitlin's thoughts. <laughs> um, well, from the chip flavors that you, um, tried, I'm not excited to hear about them because most of them are probably going to make your stomach turn, so if you are, um... What's it called? Squeamish? Yeah, if you got a light stomach. Light, yeah. Then you probably just, warning, um, I probably will not be able to handle parts of this. So There's just my thoughts are just as kind of, oof. One, because obviously Caitlin knows what the three chip flavors are, and I'm going to talk about those three. So she knows those. She doesn't know the rest of the like illegal foods I'm talking about, but one of those three is definitely the grossest one of all of the ones I'm talking about today. And so we just gotta get through that one and the rest are pretty fine. But <laughs> Caitlin's playing with our kitten and I think Caitlin just got scratched. <laughs> are you okay? I'm okay. Okay. Also, uh, uh, we've been super off schedule. I just wanted to say this. like We've been super off schedule on uploading videos. This one is supposed to come out on 
like Friday the Monday the tenth. We'll have another episode the week after that on Monday the seventeenth. And after these two episodes, we're gonna be back to our normal schedule of every other week. So you'll you're gonna get two in a row, one like one this week, one next week, and then back to every other week after that, okay? Is that good? We're all set? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into this now. So we're going to start off one of the three chip flavors, horse meat. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Horse meat. So, oh, yeah, horse... Oh, gosh, I really... My, my I wrote my notes wrong for a second. It threw me off. Horse meat wasn't always illegal in America. There was a point when the Food and Safety Inspection Service inspected and they regulated horse meat from slaughterhouses so back in the day we did actually eat horse meat in america but in 2005 uh, animal rights activists raised concerns over the sale of horse meat and eventually the uh, food and safety inspection service uh fsis uh they they were prohibited from spending funds to inspect horses intended for human consumption and meat that wasn't regulated by them or the USDA is illegal to be sold. So since they were told not to use funds to inspect horses, it pretty much made it where it's like you couldn't really sell horse meat in America because it wasn't being inspected anymore. Uh, And then the USDA also banned the import of horse meat from other countries. Um... However, there are horses in the U.S. who are shipped to other countries to be slaughtered. So, yeah. And it's not illegal to slaughter horses in every state. Um, There are some that have made it illegal to slaughter horses, and that's like California, New York, New Jersey, Florida, which that was surprising. Out of all the countries, countries... States, I expected Florida to be eating horses, but I guess not. And also Oklahoma made it illegal. Uh, Yeah, they will have laws against slaughtering horses. But in other states that don't have those laws, you can slaughter horses and you can eat the horses for yourself. So if you don't live in any of those states, it is legal to slaughter horses and eat them. You just can't sell the meat. Now, some of the reasons that horse meat is illegal is it's just thought of taboo. Um, We see horses as pets, which is like, you know, they're kind of like a main, like, I don't know. When you think of a farm pet, I mean, a lot of times you think of a horse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, horses are seen as pets. Like, some people probably think of them as family and, like... I mean, we wouldn't eat any of our pets. No. Never. Also, the fact that... I would let my pet eat me before I eat my pet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me too. I wouldn't want to... Like, any of our cats, I would not want to eat any of them. Or our dog. Um, Also, horses played a big part in our country's history. Like, I mean... Mm -hmm. We've had them here for a... Like, we brought them here with us, pretty much. Like, they've been around for a while. Use them for labor. Yeah, labor, like, they're a big part of us even being able to move west in the country. Like, if we hadn't had horses, like, we wouldn't have been able to, like, settle throughout most of this whole country. 
probably. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also drugs. Uh, horses are often treated with drugs that are illegal for use in animals that are meant for consumption. And that's yeah. like, yeah, like dewormers, uh, antibiotics, and like using these drugs in horses makes them dangerous to eat. And then another reason is that Christianity and other religions see eating horses as sacrilegious. Way back in 732 A.C.E., Pope Gregory III declared that eating horse was an irredeemable pagan practice and that, like, that belief uh, spread and it's kind of, like, kind of affected us still now. So it was, like, one guy's fault? Pretty much, yeah. The Pope was like, hey, that's a pagan thing. Don't eat horses. And, like, it's just kind of stuck. Which I guess, it somehow stuck, but then came to America. Because, like, you can still eat horse in, like, France and stuff. So if you really want to try horse, for one, you could buy your own horse and move to one of those, like, states and just, like, cook it for yourself. Or if you're in France, you could probably find, like, a horse steak and eat it there. So, it makes me really sad. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know if you guys would know, but I have a huge heart for animals, and it's really hard to even eat meat. So, to think about eating an animal that isn't even, like, in the stores. Like, I have a hard time eating a cow or a chicken. Yeah. So, to think that people in a lot of the world are eating, or can eat horses is just, like, it's upsetting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Horses are very majestic. And it's like, when it comes down to it, some of these... just like big dogs. <laughs> yeah. Horses just big dogs. And they're scared so easily. Oh my goodness. Chi-chi. Sorry, our cat. I think we give our cats... We're recording this very late at night, and we normally give our cats, like, a meal at this time. Well, they have an hour. They have an hour until their meal time, but one of them's a real fatty, and he really wants us to feed him right now. And it's like, you're not getting fed right now. Go away. And that sound was him knocking down a remote. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I was gonna say, most of this is, like, because we got it into our, like, heads of, like, ah, don't eat horses. Like, that's pretty much the only reason we don't eat them here. Because, like, we raise chickens and cows to be eaten it really wouldn't be that hard for us to raise horses to be eaten. It's just that we don't want to in America. So we just don't. Because it's like the drugs thing. It's like we could just not give horses those drugs. Like that's what we do with cows. We just but don't give them those. what if they get sick? Well, yeah, then they need the drugs then. We don't want them sick. But yeah. So pretty much, I mean, eating horse meat, it's not impossible you just can't buy it here in America. So, that's horse meat, and that's one of the chip flavors that I tried. I did not like that chip. Oh my goodness. Why do cats have to fight late at night? Okay, that was that. That was my least favorite of the chip flavors, the horse meat. It, I did not like it. According to some other people I let try it, though, they said it just tasted like a barbecue chip. Maybe I just don't like barbecue chips. <laughs> it. I didn't taste it, but I smelled it, and it smelled terrible. It does not smell like barbecue chips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one, this was my favorite of the chips, is fugu. Which fugu 
is it's a puffer fish and it is a dish prepared using puffer fish like you know uh it's served as sashimi which is raw fish sliced into thin pieces eaten with like often eaten with soy sauce and chiranabe which is a one pot dish that includes tofu chunks of fish and vegetables sounds yummy without the puffer fish (sighs) i think it sounds good and i saw some stuff about like the way that they prepare like sashimi with like using like fugu, fugu sashimi is like they cut it like super thin like almost like translucent like thin like crazy thin it's like i don't even know how you cut stuff like that thin like but like the, the Jap- sh- i've seen japanese chefs um slice things and their knife skills are insane so. yeah especially uh, any chef that prepares fugu is like a step above because i'll get into some of the requirements to be able to prepare fugu but like you have to go through tests and you have to be really good so it's like well i mean not to spoil what's coming next but i mean it's poisonous so i feel like you gotta kind of be maybe really good you gotta at least know what you're dealing with yeah um they they also used to serve the liver in a dish called fugu chemo and it was thought that the liver was like a very tasty part, but it also ended up being the most poisonous part of the fish. So serving the liver in restaurants was banned in Japan in 1984. And uh, talking about the poisonous livers, they're obviously the reason it's illegal, as Caitlin said, is the fugu's toxicity. The poison in fugu is tetrodotoxin. And it takes just two or three milligrams of tetrodotoxin to kill a human. So not a lot. Uh, yeah, it takes just two or three milligrams to kill a human, making it more potent than arsenic, cyanide, or anthrax. Oh my goodness. And fugu has lethal amounts of it in its inner organs, especially the liver, the ovaries, eyes, and the skin. And, like, the way that tetrodotoxin works is that it's a sodium channel blocker, so it paralyzes your muscles while you're conscious, and it makes you unable to breathe, and eventually you just die from asphyxiation. It just, it just, like, chokes you while you're conscious. That's freaking terrible. Yeah. Uh, There's no antidote, no known antidote, like, maybe we'll figure out now eventually, and the treatment for the poisoning is to just... Antidote to the to this is just don't eat it. <laughs> There's... Well, yeah. I... There's I'll... so many things that humans eat today that, like, evolved to be poisonous to us. Yeah. It, it specifically evolved to make sure people, like, anything wouldn't eat it. And then humans show up and they're like, you know I'm what? I'm gonna eat this. I'm gonna do it. Peppers... What is it like? Yeah, peppers with caspation? Sure. Whatever that it is. It's like it literally evolved to like make your mouth feel like it's on fire. And then humans are like, Mm, spicy. spicy. (laughs) Like stupid. Humans are weird. Uh, But yeah, no known antidote. The only treatment for poisoning is to put the person on recipient. Respirator. Resp- <laughs> respi- respiratory. Respiratory. And circulatory system, like, support until the poison is metabolized and leaves the body. 
So pretty much the only way to like if somebody accidentally get eats some of this and gets poisoned, all you can do is like put them on like life support like machines and stuff until like their body naturally gets rid of it. And if you don't have those life support things, then you'll just die. <laughs> That's great. Uh, which they figured out that the fugu's toxicity comes from what it eats. The animals that the fugu eat are infested with bacteria that is laden with tetrodotoxin. And over time, the fugu de- develops an, in- an insensitivity to tetrodotoxin. So, yeah. Pretty much the only reason it's like the fugu is toxic is because like they think it's just because of what it eats. It eats stuff with bacteria that has tetrodotoxin in it, and so it just gets it inside of itself. So like a koala and eucalyptus leaves. Yeah. A koala and... Stop eating it, you dummy. Dummy. It's barely keeping you alive. <laughs> you have chlamydia. You're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Koalas are weird. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking about it. It's illegal in America. However, it's not completely banned. There are some restaurants in America that serve fugu. Uh, the restaurant has to get a special license to serve fugu. And it's all bought, like, all fugu that's served in America is bought already cleaned and depoisoned by a professional in Japan. And then it's evaluated in Japan to make sure it's toxin free. And then it's evaluate, evaluated again in America by the FDA. So if you get fugu in America, pretty much it's nearly impossible for you to get poisoned. Okay. Because it's all prepared in Japan by professionals. It's checked in Japan. It's checked in America. Like it's, it should be safe there. Even though with this, it's still obviously like they have to get a special license and like special insurance to serve fugu in America. So there's really not a lot. I actually looked up where like, like there was a website that I searched and it like told me all the restaurants that serve fugu in America. Most of them are in New York. There's like mostly New York, like a couple in California and like a couple spread out throughout the country in between. But like, it's not a lot. <laughs> It's, it would make sense for it to be, like, in the most populated areas. Yeah. It's also super expensive in America. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's incredibly. Like, you pay hundreds of dollars to get, like, a few sashimi slices, like, thin slices It's like in it. movies and stuff when you get, there's, like, a rich person ordering food and it's, like, that looks like it's the appetizer, but it's their meal. Yeah. And it still costs them, like, a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it's like, like I'll take a burger, thanks. If you want fugu in America, I mean even getting it in Japan like still costs a lot, but if you like especially in America, it's like you got to be pretty much rich to eat it. And I mean, you still have to be rich to eat it in Japan because if you live in America, you have to buy plane tickets to Japan. So if you live in America and you want fugu, you, you need money <laughs> a lot. Um in Japan, since 1958, all fugu chefs have to get a license to serve fugu to the public. And so to get the license, they have to do a two or three year apprenticeship, like with another chef. And then they have to do an examination that involves a written test and identification test, which for the ident- identification test, like they have to like, 
go through multiple different types of like puffer fish and stuff and they have to identify them and do all like that stuff like show they know what they're doing and then they have to do a practical test and when they do the practical test i was reading a thing about it they like when they do the practical test they give the people doing the test like the bottom barrel fugu like fish to work with so it to make it even harder for them it's like literally Nobody actually eats it. That's why they're giving them the worst type of fish because nobody's eating this fish and they don't want to waste good fish to be prepared by students and it's not even going to be eaten. So they give them like fish that you can literally buy for like tens of dollars when like. Oh, so the... they're not giving them the poisonous fish? No, it's still poisonous fish. It's just like the worst caught poisonous fish. But they're people serving it aren't eating it right no that's like this is just a test that's what i'm saying like they give them like the worst fish because this is just a test and like nobody eats it afterwards because hmm, okay. like the good stuff costs like a good fish costs like upwards of like over a hundred dollars and like they don't want to waste that so they just give them like absolute garbage which makes this even harder of a test because now instead of working with good fish they're working with really bad fish and they still have to do it really well to be able to pass the test. So it's just really makes it extra hard. Um, only about like 35% of ap applicants pass the examination when they do it. And then uh, also to make fugu more safe, uh, they've started raising the fish on like farms where they can control the diets and when they control the diets, like they aren't eating the animals that have the bacteria that give them the tetrodotoxin. Mm -hmm. So raising them on the farms is making them non-toxic. And so obviously like fugu has become a lot safer to eat in restaurants. In uh, 1965, there were 88 deaths from fugu. But since the 90s, the deaths, the deaths have dropped to like single digits. And most of those are because people go out catching their own fish and preparing it at home. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you, even in Japan, if you go to Japan and, like, get fugu, it's extremely safe now. Like, so, I mean, there's still a risk. There's a risk to, like, as I, like, put down, it's like, there's a risk to everything we eat. It's estimated that, 48 million people in America contract uh, foodborne illnesses every year. So it's like every time you eat something, it's you putting your trust in the chef and cooks that they prepared it properly. And it's the same for Fugu. You're just trusting the chef that he did this correctly. So, yeah, that's Fugu. I really like the chip. Uh, it made my mouth tingle. It was uh, It was fun to eat. Now this one... It's probably the one that Caitlin has not been looking forward to because this is the grossest one out of all of these. And that's because it has to do with maggots. This is Kasu Marzu, which Kasu Marzu translates to rotten or putrid cheese. Jeez. Felix says, yeah. Felix doesn't like this one either. Uh... Kasu Marzu is a traditional Sardinian sheep milk cheese with maggots in it. Yeah, I really, I don't like this one either because 
We still have freaking bags of it in our freaking cabinet. The chips, the these chips. The chips, not the cheese. Not the cheese. We didn't get the actual <laughs> cheese. Uh, government, don't come for me. Please just, don't kill us. <laughs> I have the chips. But these chips were good. They just tasted like a cheese, like a cheddar chip. Which, I mean, I don't think the maggots really add flavor to the cheese. So it's like, pretty much just tastes like cheese. Uh, the species of fly whose larvae gets into the cheese is known as the cheese fly. The larva is known for infesting human foods such as cured meats, smoked or salted fish, and cheese. The larva is known as... Felix, can you be quiet, please? We're doing something. He's acting like he's starving. Such a freaking brat. The larvae is known as cheese skippers, bacon skippers, ham skippers, etc. Like, they're, they're just whatever they're in, pretty much. Skippers, you know. That's, that's the larva. Uh, due to their ability... They're known as this due to their ability to launch themselves several inches into the air when they are alarmed. That's disgusting! Uh, this cheese goes beyond the typical fermentation of cheese due to decomposition from the digestion of the larvae. The larvae are intentionally introduced to the cheese to cause advanced fermentation and to break down the fats. Uh, this gives the cheese a very soft texture and also some uh, liquid that seeps out of it. I really don't like the idea of liquid seeping out of my cheese. That sounds disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so to make this cheese... They leave whole pecorino, pecorino, which is just a hard sheep cheese. They leave this cheese out. They leave it out with part of the rind removed. So a female fly comes in, lays its eggs in the cheese where there's no rind. And a single one of these female flies can lay over 500 eggs at once. That's so gross. When the eggs hatch, the larvae begin eating through the cheese. The acid from their digestive systems break down the fats to give the cheese its texture. And by the time it's ready to be eaten, uh, Kasumarzu can contain thousands of maggots in it. Um, aficionados consider it unsafe to eat after the maggots have died. So it's usually eaten with living maggots in it. No! One exception is when the cheese has been refrigerated, which kills the maggots. If you refrigerate it and kill the maggots, I guess that's fine. Ew. It's often cut into strips and placed on flatbread, but since the larvae can launch itself like six inches, people hold their hand over the sandwich to prevent the maggots from leaping out. Oh, gross. Uh, some people don't want to digest maggots, though, so... You can place the cheese in a sealed paper bag to suffocate the maggots. As they're dying, they will start to jump, making a psh, 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 psh sound. And when the sound stops, it means you can eat, take the cheese out and eat the eat the maggot-free cheese. Why wouldn't you just get normal cheese? <laughs> because it gives it like some good mozzarella. Because uh, the maggots like eating it give it like a good texture, like a softer texture. And just get a different cheese. Just get like a goat cheese. Don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's weird. 
Felix. Felix. If it sounded like I was farther away earlier, it's because I picked up our cat to try and get him to stop crying, and now he's really hyper, so. Yeah, he's all of a sudden, like, hyper. Uh, according to scientists, it is possible. <laughs> Felix. It is possible for the larvae to survive, uh, the stomach acids, and so they can end up in the intestines, causing pseudomyiasis. Pseudomyiasis. Yeah. Which is the parasitic parasitic infestation of a living animal by fly larvae. Hmm. Which, the most common time you see pseudomyiasis is like bot fly infestation. Oh my gosh. If you know about that. If you do, I wish I'd never have seen pictures, but I have accidentally seen pictures on Reddit 5050. Don't look it up. It is terrible. I'm very happy. Just I, don't. You don't want to know. I'm happy I live in America. It's in like if city. you have tryptophobia, don't. Oh, even without tryptophobia, it's horrible. But yeah. yeah, if you have tryptophobia, it's so much worse. But yeah, I'm very happy I live in America in a city where I don't have to worry about bot flies. If you're listening to this and you do have to worry about that, I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I don't know what to say to not sound like. Uh, Privileged. privileged but i am very privileged and i am very happy for that i'm sorry uh <laughs> i hit the wrong button okay so obviously on this episode we're talking about it because it's illegal in america uh but as i said this is traditional in uh, sardinian so sardinia if you don't know where that is it is in europe it's an island, like, the second largest, I believe it's the second largest island in the Mediterranean, just off of Italy. It's in Europe. Kasumarzu is also been outlawed by the European, U- European Union Food Hygiene Health Regulations. However, it is available in Europe on the black market. And as of 2019, it's estimated that there was illegally produced 100 tons of this cheese per year worth 2 to 3 million euros, which comes out to be 2.2 to 3.4 million US dollars. So it's a fairly large market in, like, around that area. Oh my goodness. Uh, They've tried to get around the ban on Kasumarzu by getting it declared a traditional food. And there's also been work done with sheep farmers and researchers to develop a hygienic method for making it in 2005. Hygienic? It's maggots! (laughs) They're aiming to get the legal selling of the cheese. They, I mean, they want to get it legal again because it's like their traditional food. Okay, but hygienic? How? I I don't really know. From what I researched... You're going to wash the maggots before you put them in there? Like, what? (laughs) You can't, because they got to go in there as babies. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I didn't really Ooh, see so much gross. info on, like, how to make it hygienic and, like, safer. But, That's yeah. so nasty. Yeah, I don't, like, the worst part of this is that while I was researching and reading about it, I kind of want to try it. No. I kind of want to try the paper bag version where you, like, no. suffocate out the maggots and eat it without the maggots in it. I'm never kissing you again if you do. I'm, I won't actually do it. I'm not going to be going to Sardinia and finding maggot cheese on the black market. I I can't even imagine how to do that, honestly. 
Just go on Google and put in black market. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. The government will like knock down your door and be like, hey, what were you doing there? <laughs> like, oh, nothing. That's why you have to use ExpressVPN. I'm joking. I they don't. They don't sponsor us. I wish they did. Hey, ExpressVPN. Hit us up. Uh, Cats fighting. Cats. They're not gonna... fighting. They're playing. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is, you might have heard of this before, Kinder Surprise Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay, if you don't know what Kinder Surprise Egg is, it's a chocolate... Do you live under a rock, Patrick? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Patrick okay. does live under a rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was my point. <laughs> Uh, it's a chocolate shell, and inside is a plastic container that has a toy in it. And that toy usually is in pieces, and it needs to be assembled. So, sounds simple enough. Why is it illegal? Uh, the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act prohibits Kinder Eggs because they don't allow confectionery products to contain a non-nutritive object. GG, I'm not feeding you yet. You said food? It's not time for dinner. We're talking about food. Go away. The act bans the sale of any candy that has embedded in it a toy or trinket. So that includes the Kinder Surprise Eggs. Uh, because the pieces of the toys are choking hazards for children, even though it has on it a warning that says not suitable for children under three years due to the presence of small parts. Uh, they are legal in Mexico and Canada, but they can't be imported to the U.S. However, in 2017, they came out with the Kinder Joy, which... Yeah. Yeah, it just has the chocolate that, and toy separate. Yeah, I saw that at the store the other day, or my sister got it. When I say the other day, I'm Midwestern, that means a while ago. Um, <laughs> she had it, and she like she had the toy, and I was so confused because I was like, isn't that banned? But it was a Kinder... Kid, yeah. Kinder Joy. So I was like, what? Yeah, pretty much it's the same thing. <laughs> I just, didn't know they did a spinoff. <laughs> yeah, it's just the chocolate and toy are separate. Pretty much, yeah, they just took a Kinder Surprise Ace, took the toy out, and were like, this is a new thing. This is legal now. And they put it in America. It reminds me of this picture I saw where, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, I don't know. Um, but it was like, if you wear fake lashes and you, like, reuse them after the first wear, which you should, because why would you throw them away when you can use them? Um, anyway, the little container that the toy comes in, they're like, put your lashes in it. Like, it'll keep them, like, safe. Or, yeah, I think it was your lashes. And they were like, I live in America and we aren't allowed to have those. Can I use an assault rifle? And I just thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we have in America, assault rifles. Okay, the next one. This one Say is. Say hi, Gigi's. Good boy. Now he's quiet. He's got eye boogers. One second. Ow, he scratched me. <laughs> Gigi's gonna give you guys a bap. Bap. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is probably one of the most, like. It's not gross. It's one of the most, like. How how could you do this? How could you do this to this animal? Like, you know, one of the most like... It's going to make me upset. Probably. 
Next one is shark fins. So we're going to start off talking about how they get... Shark fin soup. The fins. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you make me listen to this? It's done by people doing what's called shark finning. Shark Wow. Finning. So clever. <laughs> Essentially, uh, they will fish sharks, and while the shark is alive, they'll cut off all of its fins... And then they just throw, throw the shark back into the water without any fins while it's still alive. And this always leads to the shark dying because it either suffocates because sharks have to be pretty much continually swimming to be able to breathe. And without fins, they can't do that. Or they bleed out or they're just eaten. Uh, they do this because if all they have to store on the boat is the fins rather than the whole shark... They can get a lot more fins while they're out fishing. Like, they can store a lot more on their boat. But obviously... Why don't you just get some normal fucking fish, you asshole? Yeah. Like, this is obviously really horrible. Like, why would you fucking do this to a shark? To any living creature? Why don't you just get a shit ton of regular-ass fucking fish since you're already making our oceans, like fucking scarce of fish just take the regular fucking fish why do you need a fucking Sharks. shark yeah leave it alone i hope it bites your fucking hand off yeah so a lot of places have laws about shark fishing or bans on shark finning but it doesn't stop it from happening uh what in a America, surprise people are still assholes yeah people find ways around things uh in America, in 2000, Bill Clinton signed a law that banned finning in American waters and on U.S.-flagged fishing ships in international waters, and it made it where shark fins couldn't be imported without the shark bodies. Uh, in 2002, there was a ship, the King Diamond II. It was a U.S.-flagged shipped, flagged. It was a U.S.-flagged Hong Kong-based ship. The U.S. intercepted the ship and seized it, and on the ship they found 64,695 pounds of shark fins, which is approximately fins from 30,000 sharks. Uh, this uh, seizure was reversed in court six years later. This is like the one like kind of like slightly funny part of this, because... This court case was called United States v. approximately 64,695 pounds of shark fins. And I just found it kind of funny that that's the name of the case. Uh, it was reversed. The seizure was, re the seizure was reversed because Judge Stephen Reinhardt, I wanted to get his full name in here so that you can hear how stupid he is. Stephen Reinhardt, he found that the King Diamond II did not meet the statute's definition of a fishing vessel since it had just bought the fins while at sea and hadn't caught the sharks itself. Which, so? it's the most, like, semantic, like, loophole-y crap ever. Because the law that Bill well, Clinton signed... I didn't kill the sharks, I just bought the fins. Yeah, it's, like, uh, so stupid. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. No, you're still going to jail. Stupid. So this led to Obama in 2011 signing the Shark 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 
Shark. Shark Conservation Act to close up those loopholes, specifically prohibiting any boat to carry shark fins without the shark's body. All sharks had to be brought to port with fins attached. So they tried to cover up those loopholes. Maybe just don't allow sharks. Maybe just, like, leave them alone. I would say, yeah, that would be the better option. Uh, But since they were then taking the whole shark back, they had to do something with the rest of the shark. Like, they aren't just going to fish a shark, take the whole body back, and then only use the fins. So they started to sell shark meat and shark oil, which made a demand for those products. And this ended up leading to the market for sharks expanding and caused even more shark fishing. So it kind of had like a reverse like of what you wanted from this. Like you would want this act to like stop shark fishing instead it just made it even Well, more. you know, he could have by banning it completely. But he just decided to be like, oh, you gotta bring the whole thing back instead yeah. of just don't kill sharks. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's a, I didn't really put it in here, but it's like kind of like a, it's a big, it's a big like shark fin soup is a big like, I believe Chinese dish. And so it's like, there's a lot of, you know. Keep it in China then. There's a lot of like, you know, people, Chinese like people like in America and like they want like their traditional foods here. And that includes shark fin soup. Even though. I, we really should stop because, I mean, we don't have, like, an endless supply of sharks. Like, we need to, you know, not eat so many of them. Don't have an endless supply of anything. That's true. Uh, so because of this, they are working on a bill. As far as I could find, it hasn't been completely passed yet in America. It's like they're still just working on a bill that outlaws the possession and sale of shark fins across all of the U.S., Uh, But currently, it's only banned in 13 states and 3 territories. Uh, But due to a lack of enforcement on these laws, many restaurants in those states are still selling shark fins, and some ships find ways around the ban on finning. Because as far as I could tell, it seems that some of them still do the finning, come back to port, and then I guess make it seem like they stopped at one port with the whole shark, finned it, and then came around to a different port with just the fins. And so they're getting around the whole... They're not actually doing that. They're just making it seem like they do that while they're actually doing the finning out at sea, which is illegal. So, like, they're still getting around these laws, and it's really dumb. So, that's shark fins. And uh, next is haggis. Hmm... Uh, haggis is a traditional Scottish dish. Uh, it's a savory pudding that is made of sheep's pluck, which is the heart, liver, and lungs. It's also made with onion, oatmeal, beef, beef or mutton fat, uh, spices, salt, and stock. It's traditionally cooked in, cooked encased in a, a sheep's stomach. But it's often made with an artificial casing instead nowadays. So they don't always use sheep stomach now. Uh, In 1971, it became illegal to import haggis into the U.S. due to a ban 
on foods containing lungs, which sheep's lung makes up to makes up uh, ten to fifteen percent of haggis. Uh, this ban was because fluids like stomach acid and phlegm could get in the lungs during slaughter. And as far as I could research, uh, there's no actual health risks to stomach acid and phlegm getting into the lung. It just seems that America just finds that gross, and so they don't want it in America. It is gross. It is gross, kind of. But it's not bad for your health, so it's kind of weird that it's outlawed. Um, I guess, like, it could be dangerous, but there are ways to boil and cook the lung to get rid of phlegm and blood that's in it. But even though it is, you know, a safe thing to eat, it's still banned. As far as I could tell, there was also, like, a ban on importing just, like, any meat at all from, like, the UK because they had, like, an outbreak of mad cow disease. Mm. And so that may have also been a factor into them banning sheep's lung as well. That makes sense. Um, But as far as you can still find haggis made in the U.S., it's just that it's made without lung, and it's made using an artificial casing instead of stomach. So it's like you can get haggis in America, it's just not real haggis. It doesn't have the lung and the stomach. I don't care. (laughs) You want to try haggis? Real haggis in Scotland? No. If we ever visited Scotland, if our podcast got millions of downloads and we did a world tour and we did a tour and we did a live show in Scotland, would you eat haggis live on stage? No. Honey, you're supposed to say yes so that we can actually get to this point. Like, if you say no, we'll never get there. No. Honey. Wow. We'll never be famous. (laughs) (laughs) okay guys uh yeah surprise i was planning on this being uh longer but we decided that it's very long so we're gonna cut it into multiple parts so we're gonna end it here uh thank you for listening thanks well make sure you like subscribe follow i think it's probably follow follow uh on itunes rate and review us if you give us a five star review on itunes we will read it on air for everyone to hear so if you anything you say anything you want to tell us so if you want to be our first five star like rating and review put it out there are you typing one right now? Yep. Oh my goodness. Well, we can read that on the next episode. Uh, rate and review us five stars. We'll read it on the ep- next episode after you do it, that we record after you do it. Uh, make sure you share this podcast. Follow our social media down in the description. As I mentioned before, I did a YouTube video taste testing chips that are flavored like the first three things we talked about. Horse meat, fugu, kasumarzu. If you want to go see what I thought of those chip flavors, follow the link down in the description. There will be a link straight to that video. Uh, And you can also uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, There's not a lot of new videos on there right now, but there's going to be. I'm working on editing some right now as we speak to start putting up, and I'm going to be recording a lot more. So 
go check it out. Uh, check out Caitlin's social media. Do you want to plug your new uh, Instagram? Sure. Um, so I have a bunch of Squishmallows. And if you like Squishmallows, you can follow me at Katie's, spelled regularly, underscore Squishmallows. Yeah, and I'll put that written out down in the description under Caitlin's section of social media. So go follow Caitlin's new Squishmallow Instagram. That is going to be it for today, guys. So we'll catch you in a few weeks with part two of this. Next week won't be part two of this. Next week will be a very special episode. We had guests. I think, if you ask me, I think it's the best episode we recorded so far. Amazing guests. You should make sure you check it out next week. One week from the day this episode comes out. So, that's it. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Love you.